This is In Between Stations Radio. That was a recording I made uh, just a few weeks ago, and um, of a of a Mexican wolf, and um, I'm afraid. I hope I'm not right. That it's the one that got shot this last Sunday and killed. I'm hoping, as I think it might be true, there's others to follow his footsteps. So, um, I wanted to, uh, move on. Wolves. There's a particular way that a wolf, a wild wolf, lays down a paw print. And it's quite unlike any other canine. And I, I know it well. And I think the first time I became aware of that I was actually following a real wolf was in the deep canyon country of southern Utah, way back in the um, early 1990s. At first I thought maybe it was stray dog or even a coyote, but I was so far away from any town. Maybe 85 miles was the closest town, and then I was way far away from any kind of road. I had walked and walked and even ran, as I do, a long ways to get into this canyon, and then I just descended down into this deep, into the deep corridors of this Red Rock Canyon. Stunningly beautiful. Absolutely just, I like to use the word heartbreakingly beautiful. And it was just me. And back in those days, you could actually say no one had been in that canyon for as far as I could tell for a long time. No one but the tracks in front of me. And it was very apparent the way they were laid down that it was a wolf. And they're fresh. And the springs pour off the, the maiden hair, as they call it, the beautiful green moss as it runs down these tall, steep 
slick rock walls with desert varnish on it. And sometimes the water, the spring, fresh spring water trickles out of those and falls down on this, this red, soft sand sometimes that's at the bottom, often getting washed out by these tremendous flash floods that, that happen there. And some have even killed people, it's something you have to be aware of. But it lays down this fresh, beautiful red sand. And on that were the tracks of this beautiful wolf that I followed as the canyon got deeper and deeper. And it became a not just a physical thing, but a, a an adventure in spirituality because it was a time in my life where I was having a lot of trouble. I'd just come home from a war and I was beginning to question a lot of things and the loneliness of just of my situation without going into detail of it was was pretty profound. And I felt that I connected with this wolf and although I I never seen her. I was so close to her and I could feel the essence of her wildness. And the place I was in was completely wild and untouched. Fantastic beauty. And I, I, I think what I seen was this wolf was a solo individual like me. There wasn't evidence of any other of her pack or any other wolves. And it just went on and on and on. And I think now, years later, as I've since then encountered wild wolves and felt their essence, their unusual, their unusual consciousness and the unusual way that they t take up their space in the forest, in the mountains, and in the deserts. And I, I think part of my connection to wilderness has certainly has to, has to be certainly has to be the wild wolf i think sometimes we don't really pay attention to to these bits and pieces of of an incredibly fragile landscape one that i've seen disappear and fall apart piece by piece be taken out by roads and ownership of homes and natural fires and unnatural fires and the selling off of fragile and very rare places and little by little this wilderness home that I've got to know know in the southwest over years and years of trekking solo both walking and running sleeping and spending time there has disappeared and there are these these creatures in that landscape that are unmatched anywhere else on earth that belong to this this place that are markers that sit between the vastly unknown metaphysical world and the physical one that we know and there are creatures certain animals that that have been paid attention to for long long time and one of those certainly has to be the wild wolf today marks the end of the life of a two-year-old Mexican wolf, which there are very few left in the wild anymore. In fact, as I understand, there are only four or five left in the whole world at one time. And from those came what few Mexican wolves we have now. And the Mexican wolf is not just another gray wolf. In fact, 
there's not any such thing as just another <laughs> gray wolf. The Mexican wolf, though, is, however, highly specialized. Highly unusual. And if you see one, you know what I mean. They stand out like no other wolf. And maybe only can be compared to their even rarer cousin, the red wolf of the of eastern United States, which are even less of them. The Mexican wolf was a profound part of the landscape in the flagstaff that I call my home, the one that I've spent so many years in, both in the high mountains and the vast deserts below. And the Mexican wolf was a, mem was a member of the great wild families of animals in the Grand Canyon. And now we look, are looking at the last of them, the small population that's left, and one of those that ventured out as wolves do and came up to northern Arizona, which is an amazingly beautiful place, especially in the San Francisco Peaks, which is sacred to, to many tribes here for obvious reasons. So he sought home and refuge there, partly, and was a marker to all of us in a hope that, that the Mexican wolf finally returned to, to his home here in Flagstaff, Arizona, one of his homes. So I got to know this wolf in particular. At a distance, but I knew it was him. Through not only hearing, seeing, but again those incredibly unusual tracks that no, no other animal has. And in the heartbreak of when those tracks are solo, because a wolf is an incredibly family-oriented animal. Uh, it needs, it needs its family. It's, it's the devotion in a wolf family is highly unusual, not to be matched maybe anywhere else in the animal kingdom. And when the pack gets to a certain point, then these brave individuals, these solo wolves, go out and and look for a new place to go and a new, you know, a new landscape to set up their little family. And Anubis is one of those brave souls. And I match my life with his in the fact that having been in a war and experienced the, the severe nature of something like that, I can identify with someone like, with, with this wolf Anubis, with a Mexican wolf that's fighting to keep its life, that's fighting to have its space, that's owed to it, that its species is tens of thousands of years old. And this rare life form of the Mexican wolf is the event of a highly unusual amount of circumstances that produced this wolf specialized for the, for the Arizona landscape, especially the northern Arizona landscape. And uh, it's, it's an unmatched creature in many ways. And so, becoming aware that on this last Sunday that Anubis was shot and killed was more than... was more than just a while, more than just an animal dying, more than just something passing away. It's the whole symbol, it's the whole 
baseline of being wild and free. And isn't that what we Americans cherish the most? Isn't that what, what being free is all about? Being able to move through a landscape and being able to be with your family, being able to experience the being alive and being free and experiencing this, this, this beautiful gift called your life. It isn't just something that belongs to humans. It's something that is owed to every life form and the wolf in particular is owed that. And if we don't have any more wild wolves and we're at that, we're at that conjuncture now, thousands have died. When I was a boy there was, there was hardly any left at all. And now we've been able to build up on this little baseline of a few wolves, the hope and dream that we can have this incredible symbol, this, this, this life form to let us know that we can still be free, we can still be wild. And so today I say to my, to my friend, my wild brother Anubis, Thank you for being so brave. Thank you for following a path that we all have to follow at some point in our lives in order that we continue on as a species and that we continue on as a family and an individual. And so my love and my honor to this beautiful two-year-old Mexican wolf called Anubis. Goodbye, my friend, and I promise you I won't give up until your people, until the Mexican wolf returns to his home, her home here in Flagstaff, Arizona, and the Grand Canyon.
This is In Between Stations Radio.